You're listening to the DC Comics Chronicles, where we cover every adventure from the streets of Gotham to the skies of Metropolis and into the depths of Atlantis with your hosts, Adam and Chris. Welcome to another episode of the DC Comics Chronicles. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Chris. Chris, how's it going? Going very well, Adam. Happy to join you for this unscheduled impromptu uh, yeah. podcast, vidcast. Um, it's, how are you doing special, tonight, man? Yeah, it's a special uh, uh, episode, uh, breaking news, although you'll be hearing this a couple of days after the news leaked or, or is revealed. It didn't leak. Uh, it was actually purposely revealed. But yep. anyway, it's still breaking news for the purpose of our recording because we're recording on the day it actually was revealed. Yeah. Uh, I am doing well. I'm very happy, Chris. And I'm happy because I think we're going to get some good stuff out of DC Studios. Um, and uh, it, today was like, I got to be honest with you, today was like Christmas morning uh, for this DC fan. Um, we've, been, we've been waiting for today since before Christmas. We've been so, waiting for it. Let's be honest with you. We've been we waiting. Can, we've been waiting longer for this announcement than than you know than Christmas has been. We've been waiting for this kind of structure and this kind of planning from DC uh, and Warner Brothers probably since <laughs> after the Dark Knight came out and the Dark Knight Rises. You know, after the after the Nolan trilogy finished, that's when it's like, okay, now can we you know can we can we get something that's not just all over the place, everything separate, and this and that. But anyway, um, so I'm doing well. I'm happy, as you can, as our viewers and listeners can probably see and hear. Um, but uh, today, true to his word, uh, by the end of January, uh, James Gunn promised to uh, release the first. <laughs> I love the fact that when he worded it on Twitter, you know, when he first said that we'd be hearing some things, he said the first few projects <laughs> of of the DC uh, shared universe. Well, when he said first few projects, I'm like, ah, probably, you know, four to six projects. It was my guess, right? Yeah, we did better than that. Uh, he just said, you know what, I'm going to give you 10. Um, and so there was a video presentation where James Gunn introduced himself. Um, and a couple of things worth noting before we get into the actual shared portion of of the DC uh, chapter one uh, slate. Now, regarding things that are not connected to the shared DC universe, those will fall under the banner of DC Elseworlds. And they will include projects like Matt Reeves' The Batman. Part two part two which is what it's officially titled and now we have a release date of october 3rd 2025 uh, 2025 i can't even talk i'm so excited uh it's been hours and i'm still this excited um but uh, october 3rd 2025 2025 is going to be a good year it is and we'll, we'll specify why in just a minute it's going to be it might be the world's finest year you might say chris um you know but uh, so October 3rd, 2025, uh, the Batman part two, part of DC Elseworlds. Also part of the DC Elseworlds banner is Joker Folea Du, or however you pronounce that in French, um, from uh, Todd Phillips, uh, uh, 
returning uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, and um, uh, Lady Gaga as presumably Harley Quinn. Um, that is still on target for its, uh, I believe, October 2024 uh, release date. Uh, and then the third project so far that is in the uh, DC Elseworlds uh, banner would be Superman and Lois. And we found out that that series will be continuing for at least another year or two following its next season. So it's currently in season three. It's getting at least a season four. Right, with, with potentially a season five. If it gets season five, Chris, it'll wrap up around the spring, summer of 2025, which coincidentally times with something else that's related to a guy that flies in a red cape. But again, more on that in a second. So that's the Elseworlds banner. Now starting with chapter one of the DC Shared Universe, and chapter one is titled Gods and Monsters. So the first project out of the gate for that this shared universe is an animated project uh, titled Preacher Commandos. Um, and that uh, some of the characters, it's basically these characters fight um, the, the, the genesis of these kind of characters in the comics was basically, you know, creatures and, and monsters and mystical type characters that fight Hitler and Nazis in World <clears throat> War II. Uh, the character lineup that, that I've read in regards to what, who James Gunn's and Peter Safran are going to be using are Rick Flagg Sr., so the father of Joel Kinnaman's character, uh, Weasel, which was in The Suicide Squad. We're going to see Frankenstein, um, uh, DC's iteration of Frankenstein, uh, and um, uh, the vampire character. I don't know if it's Lady Dracula or one of Dracula's wives or something like that, um, but really an eclectic group, right? And the cool thing about this is it's animated. And James Gunn said these, what DC is going to be doing is characters are going, are going to go in between live action and animation. And so the voice cast that is hired for Creature Commandos is going to be um, then transitioned into the live action versions when they appear in live action. That's really cool. Um, so Chris, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. Uh, the Batman Part 2 release, the, uh, the, the creation of the Elseworlds banner, and then this first project, Creature Commandos. So Batman Part 2... Um, lines up, uh, well, it's actually going to be coming out a little bit later than I had anticipated. Um, so the last one came out in, what was it? What, what month May did it come of, out in? May March? of 2021. May, okay. Oh, sorry, May 2022. What am I saying? 2021. Right, May of 2022. So this one will put it about three and a half years after that. I thought it would come a little bit earlier in the year, but we're still getting it, you know, in that same basic three-year window. Um, so I'm excited for that. I'm glad that they have a start date on it. And that likely means that, you know, they're 
not not moving ahead with production right now, but they're getting all their pieces in place, getting all their eggs yeah. in a row. Of course, Penguin series has casting. to come before that. But yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Batman, so more yeah. in that world, I'm excited for it. And right. the name is very simple. There's no way to confuse it. You're not going to think it's a, one of in one of the other Batman series timelines. It is the Batman Part Two, um, so no confusion there. Right. And so Elseworlds is sort of something that we had predicted all along because we knew Joker, Joker Two was going forward. We knew Matt Reeves was going forward, but would not be connected to the overall universe. The only real news here is that the actual title. They are calling it Elseworlds. That's going to be the actual banner, which yeah. comic fans are familiar with that term. We've, we've known Elseworlds in the DC universe forever. So yeah. it makes sense. And I'm glad that they're going to still have room for these projects outside of the main continuity. They can right. still invite talented storytellers to tell stories that don't necessarily line up with what's going on in the main DCU. And let's see. Oh, yeah, your third question. Uh, how do I feel about Creature Commandos? So I'm not, like, super familiar with Creature Commandos. I did a little bit of reading on them earlier today when it was announced that it, it was going to be one of the projects. Um, I think it's cool that it's that you mentioned it, that the actors are going to cross over from animation into live action. It's sort of the reverse of what Marvel did with their movies and What If. They brought in their main actors to portray voice cast and whatever well, right. well this one's starting out and animated and then it's going to branch out into other stuff presumably i don't know that we'll see every character from creature commandos in live action but it's cool that there's going to be that consistency and that continuity with it um right. so with james gunn you know you figured he was going to do something kind of weird he is you know the guy that brought us guardians of the galaxy he's the guy who kind of transformed Suicide Squad into the Suicide Squad, so it makes sense that he's kind of going with a lesser-known um, group of characters to start his storytelling. But as he said, uh, these first two projects out of the gate are the amuse-bouche for the main course that is the third project, which we'll get to. Um, yeah, yeah it's, kind of like a, it's kind of like a, they, they called it, um, I think Peter Seifern called it like, and I'm on one second. Uh, Called it an appetizer, um, yeah. right? Which is cool. It's one of the appetizers, um, um, which is cool. The other appetizer is something we've known about uh, for a while. Uh, when Peacemaker did so well on HBO Max, they announced that there was going to be a season two, but also um, a um, a spinoff, right? Um, and that spinoff is Waller. Um, um, so Waller will obviously bring back, uh, Viola Davis as, um, um, Amanda Waller, and she will team up with, uh, various, uh, players on Team Peacemaker, as James Gunn uh, called it. And this makes sense given, um, the ending of Peacemaker season one, where she was, you know, uh, outed um, as, as being the mastermind 
behind uh, all the all the uh, some of the hoopla that went down. Uh, had, Wasn't she outed by her daughter? Uh, she was, um, which is uh, going to make Thanksgiving dinner between those two uh, not very pleasant. Um, but um, yeah, it. Um, what do you think about this? Because from what it sounds like, um, it sounds like because James Gunn is so busy with um, um, Superman, with Superman, which we'll get to in a minute, um, this is going to take place in between uh, Peacemaker and um, season one and two. So what do you think about that? Well, more Viola Davis as Amanda Waller is always a good thing in my book. So um, she's one of the aspects of the DC universe that I have um, really enjoyed. I I love the casting. I think she does a great job with the character. And I'm excited to see what they do with what she's able to do when the show is like centrally focused around her. Agreed. Um, And I think it's going to be interesting to see... um, See, it's funny because these are called like uh, appetizers uh, to the the shared DC universe, and, and and so just keep in mind that it's that that they were announced as as par, uh, projects as part of the shared universe. So I'm curious to see if these are just going to be, or at least the Waller. I don't think it's just going to be a, a situation where they're doing this just because they kind of already greenlit it, um, but um and then she's going to be done i think uh there's potential for her uh to potentially stick around but um um, we do know part of the creative team on that one um we have crystal henry who's a writer on watchmen the the series on hbo and jeremy carver uh who is the creator of doom patrol so if you like uh, either of those properties, Doom Patrol or Watchmen, sounds like a couple of people who were pretty instrumental in those, um, uh, both of those shows getting on TV are going to be working on this series too. So that sounds good. Right, yeah. It's, uh, it sounds, uh, sounds like a good creative team. And, um, and like I said, I'm sure, you know, as, an ex- as a producer, James Gunn will be involved in some capacity. So there will be some consistency from... Um, one project uh you know from the peacemaker project to this um but yeah so that is the appetizer if you will the two projects that are appetizers uh, and now we come to what what james gunn described in the video as the true start of of the the uh, dc uh shared universe uh and uh, that is his superman project that he's writing and uh, Peter Safran is um, quote unquote hoping he will direct and I, you know because I think it's a foregone conclusion but the, the film is titled Superman Legacy um, and it says that it won't be an origin but it will be Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his the fact that he is was born and raised on Earth, 
Um, one of the quotes that uh, Peter uh, uh, Safran said was that this Superman is the embodiment of kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old-fashioned. Uh, that, to me, is pretty much one of the epitomes of Superman in one sentence. Uh, I, I don't know how... You can't get Superman any more than saying something like that. Um, now, Superman Legacy will be released July 11th, 2025. Yep. Um, and I, I, Chris, it's very interesting to me that they used on social media, on DC's website, uh, you know, they used an image, cover image from Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman. Yep. I don't think that means that they're going to adapt All-Star Superman by any means, because if this is a younger Superman, if you go back and read All-Star Superman, it's a Superman that, you know, more at the end of his career. Uh, he sacrifices himself, in fact, to save humanity. Um, so I don't think they're, 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 it's a, like a literal adaptation. But I no. think they're going to they're going to use some cues from that uh, that story, possibly in the way that Clark Kent persona is portrayed. Um, also, that description about you know Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage and his Earth upbringing that is very reminiscent of two books, or not two books, but the Superman: The Man of Tomorrow, the, the animated movie. Uh, and also birthright, Superman birthright. It wouldn't shock me if 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 either of those are 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 part of James Gunn's uh, referencing material. Also, he has looked at Grant Morrison's Action Comics New Fifty Two run. So, you know, that's and that was part of the that was part of the deal in that in that series as well was him kind of trying to struggle with that and, and, and work that out. Um, so what do you think of that description? What do you think of the quote by Saffron? And, and do you like the summer, the summer release date? Well, yeah, Superman should be right in the middle of the big summer blockbuster movie season. I mean, this is a movie you want kids to be able to go see, um, you know, two, three, four times because they're out of school, you know? Um, so dropping it right in July like that gives you a good couple to three week window before kids have to go to back to school where you can really, uh, maximize your opportunity there. Um, the, the quote about, uh, kindness in a world that thinks kindness is old fashioned. That is, I mean, even in, Superman the movie in 1977, that was a Clark who was old-fashioned and very kind in a way, oh, he was kind in a way that seemed old-fashioned for 1977 Metropolis. So you can, you can update that general um, idea into 2023 and it, it'd still be applicable. You can, do, it'll, it'll be shown different ways. It won't, it might not be the aw shucks God, G, G Willikers, uh, corn boy, you know, or, you know, farm boy from, from Smallville like that. Um, but I think it sounds like they have a pretty good handle on 
what I like about the character. Um, I've already seen some people complaining like, oh, no, it's Superman internal struggle movie. Can't we just get Superman fighting an actual bad guy? Like, well, yeah, there's probably going to be a bad guy. Just chill out. They haven't announced all that stuff yet. They, Again, the internal struggle is fine, but it uh, to me, it's not about him struggling with anything. That wasn't my issue with with the last three times Superman appeared in the movie. The 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 the, 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 the to me what. The character can struggle and still be, it, it still has to be, he's got to end up in a place that's true or, or be in a place, there's got to be progression of the character so that he becomes the character that's recognizable as the character, you know what I mean? So as long as that's there, I don't mind the character uh, trying to juggle the two aspects of his, his being, you know, that's perfectly fine. Uh, because again, if you look at All-Star Superman, if you look at Birthright, if you look at uh, Grant Morrison's Action Comics run, that struggles there, but Superman is all heart, hope, and heroics at the same time. So as long as that's there, I'm cool. Um... So as we mentioned, this ties back into, as we mentioned about Superman and Lois potentially going till 2025. If it goes till about May to May 2025, and then July, you know, if it finishes in season five, then a few months later, we have the new, brand new iteration of Superman on film. I think that's a nice segue from one to the other. Yep. It's I kind would of agree. Like the, it's kind of like the Flash is doing with the TV show, you know, ending before the movie. Uh, so I, 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 I kind of I, I think part of it is because James Gunn and Peter Safran really like Superman and Lois and they want to keep it around a little bit longer. But also, it would be a nice holdover while they work on the Superman film. All right. So next up on the slate is an HBO Max event series titled Lanterns. Yes. It's going to follow um, the most, the more, I think the two most popular Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. They will be uh, space cops uh, patrolling the precinct of Earth, and they will discover a um, ancient mystery that affects the larger storyline in the Gods and Monster chapter of the DC Universe. Um, this project has no connection to the previous iteration of the Green Lantern HBO show that was being developed by Greg Berlanti. Yeah, that's dead. That's, that's done, and, yep. and Greg Berlanti is no longer involved. You kind of knew this was going to happen when new people take over, right? Um, They've been talking about that Green Lantern for so long, though. Like, was it ever even really going to happen? Eh, who, who knows? But but I, I have much more. Yeah, it ain't happening now. Oh yeah, this yeah, is happening. I have much more faith in this one because you know the heads of the studio are like, yeah, no, we're doing this. Um, and it's funny because 
they used again in in promoting this um, this project. They used artwork from the Green Lantern Earth One Volume One and Two, uh, and so I wonder if they're going to be borrowing some inspiration from that. Uh, uh, hmm. Being that they're using the artwork, but what do you think about the general premise and the fact that they're using Hal and John? So I have two thoughts on those. Um, number one. I, it sounds like they described it as a terrestrial um, mystery. So it sounds like Hal and John are the two Green Lanterns that are assigned to Earth's sector. Mm-hmm. And it's, an, it's a mystery they're going to be investigating that'll be mostly Earth-based. Whereas um, they said the previous iteration, the Berlanti show, was supposed to be more of a space opera. So I personally wanted something that was away from Earth that was kind of like dealing with other threats in the galaxy. So in that way, I'm slightly disappointed. But I am glad that they're including Hal and John because Hal wasn't supposed to be part of the previous iteration of the Green Lantern show. It was going to focus on other Green Lanterns and... Hal is the the guy that I grew up with, you know, and I went through reading the comics when he became Parallax and, you know, when he came back in, in Green Lantern Rebirth. So I've been on a Hal Jordan, I've been on the journey with the character through a lot of stuff over the last 30 years. Um, so I'm really, really glad that it seems like he's a priority in this show and that they're going to be focusing on him and John. And it sounds like it's They said it's going to be like a, a true detective. I only saw yeah. the first season of that show. I haven't seen the ones since then, but I really dug it. So, um, you know, if it's going to be that type of show where it's, you know, an overall storyline and overall mystery that they are investigating throughout the course of the series, then... That sounds cool to me, man. Uh, I'm excited for it. Could that could that ancient mystery? Keep in mind, we're dealing with gods and monsters as the as the you know the title of this chapter. Could that ancient mystery be parallax infecting people on Earth, causing them to do evil, dastardly stuff? Yeah, I mean, if they're looking for a an entity that could influence people then you know we know that parallax feeds on fear yeah so uh that's something that even these days in, is in, in abundance in the world i think so yeah. for sure that could it could be that could be one of the routes they're taking and the other thing is too he did mention that there will be a couple other lanterns peppered in so we're going to see some more but i i would suspect just to, to 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 talk about your one of your initial wants, I suspect that once uh, Hal and John enter the the feature film realm, there will be some space-faring intergalactic fun stuff happening. Uh, so so I'm I'm willing to bet you're still going to get that. Um, Next on the list is one of the movies that I had I did not have on my bingo card. Uh, I didn't even have it on the radar, and that is the Wildstorm characters uh, created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, and that is the Authority. 
uh, now the authority has uh, Midnighter, uh, Apollo, uh, and a whole host of other uh, other characters, and they are a, a more no nonsense. Uh, you know, there's a clear cut. Uh, they have a clear cut sense of what is right and wrong, good and evil, and they're they're the kind of group that will do, you know, the things that a Justice League type of group wouldn't do to solve a problem. Um, it's really interesting that while that group was created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, uh, most recently, Grant Morrison wrote a miniseries titled Superman and the Authority. Hmm. So I'm wondering with this shared universe, since this is coming after Superman, could there be potential crossover there? And regardless of that, what do you think of the authority, uh, uh, a film version of the authority? And are you familiar at all with the authority? I am not familiar with the authority. So as you say, they started as Wildstorm characters, right? Yeah. I, I didn't read any Wildstorm comics at all. And I haven't really familiarized myself with them as they've been brought into the main DC uh, continuity. So it's it's kind of like out of left field it's not something that i would have guessed in a, in a hundred guesses as far as the first 10 titles to come out for the new dcu but you know james gunn says this is a passion project for him and that he's been working really hard uh with the writers getting the script together for this so um you know if it's something that he's excited about and he sees a way to tie it into the overall story that they're telling then cool um you know, if we're getting Superman first, perhaps that'll be a really good juxtaposition to having um, the brand of justice that Superman dishes out, which is more truth, hope, American way, all that stuff, um, versus the brand of justice that the authority dishes out. So it, it'll be cool. I think they're coming. Uh, they are back to back as far as movies go lanterns comes between them in the form of an hbo series right but superman and then the authority are coming out in theaters so i think it'll be cool to see how those different takes on justice are uh visualized in those movies right absolutely um yeah it's gonna be interesting and again i didn't have that on like i said didn't have that on my bingo card i've read a little bit about them uh, so i'm but i'm intrigued look the last time james gunn worked on a passion project about characters that I wasn't that familiar with, it turned out to be Guardians of the Galaxy, so. Uh, and that first one was something else. So if, if Gunn's passionate about it, I'm, I'm all for it. Next on the list is another HBO Max series uh, titled Par Paradise Lost. Uh, so what this is, is it is a show that takes place on the mascara uh, prior to Wonder Woman's birth or mostly prior to Wonder Woman's birth and it was described by James Gunn as Game of Thrones but with the mascara so we're going to look at the political 
social, all the, all the stuff that, that would happen and how that society of these powerful badass women came to be the origins of all that. And so, but it, it was compared, it was like the Game of Thrones for Themyscira. So, no, I don't know that we're going to get, you know, that level of violence, uh, gore, and nudity, but, I mean, that description is pretty, <laughs> pretty intriguing. Um, so, Chris, what's your take on Paradise Lost? It's answering a question that i never had like i never really wondered like why is the mascara the way it is like my main um you know exposure to the island and everything that involves it is through the character of wonder woman and i haven't read a ton of wonder woman comics yeah. Um, of course, I've seen the movies, and I enjoy the first Wonder Woman a lot. I think it's a very well-made movie, and it's one that I can rewatch with my kids, and we really enjoy it. Um, but I never like thought about the political intrigue or um, the way that society developed into becoming what it is. So, um, you know, I think it's interesting. I just mm -hmm. it's not something I have ever like wondered about really or been in in interested in learning more about but you know if they have the right you know creative team working on it if they have good writers and good actors and stuff then sure i mean saying game of it, it's interesting that they say game of thrones because you mentioned just three things in a row like the violence the nudity you know those, those types of things like when you say the words game of thrones it, it conjures certain things to mind and that's a um gonna make people wonder if those parts of that show are going to be parts of this show but b it's also setting a pretty high bar as far as quality right yeah that's true um and also I, i'll say this look in both wonder woman films some of my favorite you know my favorite aspects were the stuff on themiscara so you're telling me you're going to give me a show with more of that uh yes please um is my is my uh my is my answer to that um and we'll talk a little bit more about wonder woman in my in my theory uh, segment um but of course we, we we've talked about superman you know paradise lost and Themyscira is a representation of wonder woman whether she's in it probably not because she won't be born yet but it represents the wonder woman aspect of the dc universe and a lot of people are like okay you you told us about the batman part two but what about batman in the dc shared universe because the batman is in elseworlds well batman is joining the dc universe and, and he's, he's not coming along friends with him he's being joined by robin in a movie titled the brave and the bold now when i say he's being joined by robin there are differing fans of the character of robin that are like hey my favorite robin is coming into the franchise no no my favorite robin well no i'll tell you which robin it is it's his actual son that little prick damien wayne 
is, and I say that lovingly, folks, uh, is coming into the DC universe. Um, and James Gunn said that, uh, first of all, that Damien is his and Peter Safran's favorite version of Rob, uh, favorite iteration of Robin. Uh, he said that this will be based on the Grant Morrison run uh, on the Batman and Robin comics. And he said that it's really about, you know, the, the father-son relationship of, of, of uh, Bruce and Damien. You know, Bruce not knowing that Damien existed for the first eight to ten years of his life and being raised in a, 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 as an assassin. And then Batman having to then take up the, the job of raising him and trying to put him on a straight and narrow path. But that also, it would be an introduction uh, of the Bat family into the DC universe. So a couple of things here. If we're going to the Damian Wayne version of Robin, and James Gunn and Peter Safran saying that the Bat family is going to be, there are other members of the Bat family that are going to be in this, Peter Safran said. So I'm assuming that at the very least, we're going to get Dick Grayson Nightwing in this, in this movie or in this franchise. Uh, do, they, do, do, they, do they bring in Jason Todd? Does that mean Batgirl, Barbara Gordon is around? Because... Uh, that's the Bat family. Um, I got to be honest, Chris, I, I, I like this decision. This is a good decision. I'll tell you. And, you know, I am 50-50 on Grant Morrison in terms of the stuff he's written. That initial run where he introduced Damien was great stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's some of my favorite comics of the last 20 years. Um, so... A couple of questions I have for you is what do you make of this direction for bringing Batman into the shared universe and which Bat family members do you want to see aside from from uh, Damien? Well, this is, you know, Damien aside, um, the the Bat family aspect of this it's kind of what we've been asking for for a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Like we have wanted to see a Batman with his, um, w you know, with his crew on the big screen in a, in a film that features all the members of the Bat family. And I think it's great. I think this is a perfect way to introduce him. We, we don't need a, an origin story, obviously. If I mean, you if want... you don't know the origin of Batman, please. Watch a TV show, read a comic, watch it's a out movie. It's there. I mean, it's there. It's around. There's about yeah. 40,000 versions of it. Yeah, it's out there. Um, Damien is my favorite Robin. All right. I love me some Damien Wayne. Um, yeah. I think he's a great character. I think the um, dichotomy between... <laughs> him being trained as an assassin and Batman's like major rule in, in comics is I don't, I don't kill, you know? Um, so watching that relationship try to take hold when there's such a philosophical difference is really interesting to me. Yeah. I hope that Damien's inclusion doesn't 
mean that the other Robins don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, think, I, they would, I think they would have to in some form. Like I, I believe Dick is going to be Nightwing at this point. Sure. Um, whether you see Tim or Jason is up in the air. I think the for sure is that will I I don't know whether it should be in movie one, but I think the members of the Bat family that I think are are guaranteed at some point in this universe are uh, Dick Grayson, uh, Damian Wayne, and Barbara Gordon. I think those are the guarantees. Whether yeah. we get Tim and Jason, I, I, I'm, I'm who knows, but I I could see it. And they and they don't even have to be in the movie. I just hope that they are out there somewhere. You know, you could very easily say that Tim is away at college. You know, yeah. um, he's nineteen. He's off studying. Jason, Jason has already. Yeah, he could be dead, or he could be Red Hood. You know. Yeah, he and, could make a villain at some point uh, to bring him back in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, those are the ones that I want to see. The main ones are Damien, Dick, and Barbara. I think you nailed it. Um, I want Tim and Jason to be a part of this universe, but if they're not in this movie, like, that's fine. Right, yeah. I understand. Um, I love the Grant Morrison run of Batman and Robin. It's really good storytelling. Um, you know, I hope we get something, you know, he doesn't have to be, like, the the main villain, but I I really would like to see a weird professor pig on screen i think that would be pretty cool um and you know having dick as nightwing sets up the storytelling device later in the future where he could always become batman if batman adam wants a nightwing movie uh, james gunn if you're watching this you probably not but at some point chapter two maybe sure um you know um but yeah i'm ecstatic i i, I didn't even look i i was kind of on the fence of is James Gunn going to wait to use Batman until Reeves has done his thing? I wasn't sure. Uh, this pretty much answers the question. <laughs> and I'm happy for it. You know, the more, <laughs> to me, you want to give me all the Batman you want, give me all the Batman. Give me a Batman buffet, I'll take it, you know. Um, all right, before we move on to the next project, I got to ask. So Batman's got Damien. So two questions I have before we move on are okay. how old is the Batman actor? Number one. And number two, given that his mother and grandfather are Talia and Ra's al Ghul respectively, do they appear in The Brave and the Bold? Okay. Batman actor... I'm going to say 35-ish, okay? Uh, Damien could be 10 or so. Um, that lines up with, you know, him yeah. still being in peak condition to still be Batman for a long time, but old enough to be viewed as a, a father and a father figure. Yeah. Um, and also... If the other Robins have existed, there needs to be time for that to have happened between him becoming Batman and where he is now. So I think that 35-ish range right. is good enough where you could have an actor playing Batman. I mean, you could have an actor playing Batman for 15 years, 20 years, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the second part you asked? 
Will Will? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll definitely see Talia. I think Talia has to make an appearance. Um, She's his mother. Yeah. uh, You know, Roz. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, I just hope that in this iteration they are actually called the League of Assassins and not changed to League of Shadows like they did for Batman Begins. The- and I think if both of those characters are in there, Chris, I think it's going to be more fantastical, for sure, without question. Yeah. Let's get some Lazarus Pit stuff. Yeah, going. give me the Lazarus Pit. Give me, give me uh, uh, Man Bat, whatever you want. It's go, go nuts. Like at this point, I love what Matt Reeves is doing, the grounded, realistic thing. But I also want them to go nuts and just play with the comics. Yep. Um, all right. So there's Batman. Look, I'll up, say I'll oh. say this um, about this about this project. Uh, Superman is like my favorite character, like in the, in in comics. Okay. But this Brave and the Bold is the project that I'm looking forward to the most right. out of what they've announced. All right. Cool. 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 I've got a top three of which are my favorite. I'll, I'll tell you those later. Okay. But um, the next project is uh, is back on HBO Max, and it's Booster Gold. Now, this one, um, look, I was expecting this the minute they, they, they announced James Gunn was co-CEO. I'm like, all right, Booster Gold is coming. I don't know when, but he's coming. And here he is. Um, James Gunn describes um, uh, Booster as a loser from the future who travels back in time pretending to be a superhero so that people will love him. That's a very apt description of Booster Gold. Um, I think this has the potential to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, and I like Booster as a character in the bits that I've read about him. And I'm going to make a call right now. And it may, I, it may be, I may be talking out of my rear end. I may be completely wrong. But remember James Gunn said he wanted to work with some of the people that he's worked with cast-wise at Marvel in yes. DC? I'll tell you right now. Here's my prediction. Chris Pratt. Is going to be our booster goal. That's just my prediction. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just calling it there right now. I think it's smart to do this as an HBO thing. That format, I think, would be better suited than an actual two-hour plus film. Um, but I'm excited for this. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. What about you? Oh yeah. Uh, I love Booster, man. Booster is such a fun character. Um, he's such a kind of a, a loser, but a lovable loser. Um, even though he's out for like personal gain, um, I, I hope that Skeets is a part of the movie. Like, no, it would have to be. Yeah, uh, or not the movie, the the, the series. series, the TV show. Um, but yeah, I think it's just I think it's going to be really uh, funny to see this. You know, this dude trying to use technology that in his time is considered like just common everyday technology, but he's going to be using it in the 21st century to look like he's a superhero, basically, and con people into thinking he's something that he's not. Um, 
and he's a humorous comedic character as long as they play it for laughs the way that i think it should be played I, i'm excited oh, this should be a comedy for sure yeah this should be a comedy if you're going serious and grounded with this you've done it wrong um so we're both excited for that the next yes. project on the list and this one i'll be honest i wasn't expecting this uh chris Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Mm. James Gunn described this as an adaptation of the comic book written by Tom King that came out in 2022. Full disclosure, I have not read this book. Neither have I. Also full disclosure, I am about 40-60 in terms of liking and disliking the stuff that Tom's written in comics. But you know what? If this is being adapted, Guess what Adam is going to go buy on the Amazon Kindle? Superman Woman of Tomorrow. That's what Adam is going to buy. I don't know why I'm talking like The Rock in third person, but here we are. Um, uh, James Gunn said that this is going to showcase, it's going to be a big uh, space adventure. And it's really going to showcase the differences between Superman and Supergirl. Right. Whereas Superman was you know arrived in a rocket ship was raised by jonathan and martha Kent. you know lovable farming great parents then you have supergirl who was raised on a a, a piece of rock a segment of krypton watched all of her loved ones die from you know at the age of 14 and that leaves her a little bit um, angry, conflicted. Um, so we're gonna, and he said we're gonna see a different side of Supergirl than maybe people are familiar with. And I guess if you read that book, uh, you'll get a sense of what he's talking about. Look, this book won awards. It was not, you know, nominated for a lot of awards. I don't know how many won, but I know it won a couple. So, and James Gunn seems to really, really love this. So, again, I wasn't expecting Supergirl to get her own film. I, I really wasn't. Now, so Chris, before we get into my next question. Look at this. You when you go on Amazon and you type in Supergirl, the first thing that comes up is Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. So people have been searching this today. It's oh. Popping I mean, up on top of the search. I, and Jane, you mean, wait a minute, they searched it? I thought they only did that when it was on somebody's coffee table. It seems like people have interest in James Gunn's DCU, Chris. The internet, Twitter has been telling me that nobody has interest in this thing. I, I don't know. Maybe my algorithm is screwed up, but it, that's pretty good. But so, Chris, <laughs> let me ask. No hashtag necessary. But anyway, um, but um, let me ask you this. So what do you think of this? The fact that we're getting an adept, like he specified, this adaptation well it's hard to say that i'm excited for it but okay i love supergirl as a character but i don't know this supergirl you know okay. i haven't read this story and you know there have been so many different supergirls over the year there have been uh linda danvers kara zorrell um matrix yeah so like 
Um, this seems like a, a new iteration that I'm not familiar it's with. Kara, it's, it is Kara Zorro. Okay. That I can tell you. Okay, well, obviously, it is Superman's actual cousin from, yeah. from Krypton. Right. So, you know, I am withholding my excitement until I do as you said you will be doing and pick this book up and give it a read because now I'm intrigued and I want to so know I'm what's going on. I'm, I'm going to suggest something, Chris, uh, for the future of this show, future episodes. There, there are two things that I think you and I should do in in response to this announcement, one is go back and reread Grant Morrison's Batman run. Oh, that no problem. I'd love and to do, do a that. review of that. And two is to do a review of this Woman of Tomorrow book. Oh yeah, I'm down okay, for that. Cool. Now, here's my question to you. We know that in June, Sasha Kaye is going to appear in the Flash. Yes. As Kara Zorel, aka Supergirl. <sighs> James Gunn, throughout the, all the interviews in various trades, has said the. Okay, so first of all, uh, Amanda Waller is coming back along with some of Team Peacemaker, probably John Cena. Etc. Etc. Firmly inside of Chapter One: Gods and Monsters. Correct. Yep. He's described the Flash, James Gunn did, as being one of the best superhero movies he's seen. Mm. Part of that could be PR because he's the head of the studio, but James Gunn, the way he's been talking about it, I genuinely, I, I, I genuinely believe him. Um, but he's also said, in, in addition to, uh, I almost called her Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, that's how good her performance was, folks. I almost called her by the character's name. In addition to Viola Davis, the, the door is open for people who have played their roles in the DCEU for certain characters to return. Gal Gadot, Zachary Levi, um, Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa, and as of now, and they, they they made a special case with Ezra that right now he's focused on his recovery, his rehab and recovery is going well, and if he stays on track, when the time comes to discuss it, we'll sit down and discuss with him. So potentially for Ezra Miller. Now, if you have this Supergirl project, this woman of tomorrow, she's going to Sasha Kaye is appearing as the character in The Flash. You searched, or the, the Andy Muschietti and Warner Brothers did a, a search of 425 women. She beat 424 other people. Do you think potentially she returns for this project? Man, okay. <clears throat> I'll put it it's it's so hard to say. I'll I'll put it like this. Okay. They have already said that we are getting a new actor as Superman 
and a new actor as Batman. We know that in this Superman movie, it is not going to be Henry Cavill. It's going to be a new actor taking over. We know in the Batman movie, it is not going to be Robert Pattinson, and it is not going to be Ben Affleck. Now, Ben Affleck's name has been thrown around for directing, but he's not starring in this movie. It's a new Batman. Yeah. So we know we're getting those two new new portrayals. The ones that they haven't said anything about, Shazam, Flash, Aquaman, they all still have movies coming out that have to be promoted and that you have to sell tickets for. So mm. they would really be cutting themselves off at the knees if they said, you know what? We're not moving forward with these actors or characters beyond these films, but please come see these movies over the course of the next year. I mean, they just can't do that. Well, of course. So I don't really see how they can continue with actors from the current slate of films that's coming out if they're trying to go for telling a new story and changing things around. And, and partially I agree with you, but it's the inclusion of Waller, John Cena, and whoever else they bring back from Peacemaker for, for the Waller show. In, within the framework of chapter one, that has me questioning. Because Peter Safran said, well, Jason Momoa and the team have always considered Aquaman as a trilogy. Okay. So, and Gunn further said that no one DC actor is going to play two characters simultaneously. Right. So, if you've always envisioned Aquaman as a trilogy, provided the second one doesn't tank miserably, does that mean Jason Momoa returns for Aquaman 3 inside of Gods and Monsters? Or could it be, you know, is Aquaman rebranded and Elseworlds? You know? That's, these are the questions. Uh, because if Aquaman makes a billion, right? Uh, see, I had a theory that what if they do Aquaman, let's say Aquaman 2 makes another billion. That's hypothetically whatever. Um, and they do another Aquaman 3, and it's set within Gods and Monsters, let's say this, this chapter. What if at the end of the movie, so in movie two, they set up the, the son or daughter of, of Aquaman and Mera, because depending on which comics you're, you're, you're playing with, it could be either or, right? And then Aquaman, Jason Momoa, sacrifices himself in movie three, and then we either have Aqualad or Aqualoman take, take over in Gods and Monsters. That could, and so this way, that would allow Jason Momoa to transition to play Lobo down the line. Mm. Or, like you said, they, 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 they relabel it. But I, I, like, I'm just, I'm just the, the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm curious about Sasha Kaye is because you did that massive search. And she beat out all those other people. See, because as long as you don't have her interact with Henry Cavill, 
I think it's fair game. Well, and Flash is also going to be a reset. So right. really, depending on how they rejigger that movie, anything is fair game. She could exist in the Henry Cavill universe, but then due to the events of Flash, she now exists in this, quote, you know, DC universe moving forward. And and the other reason why I'm I'm curious about her possibly continuing on in the role for this for this film is because we do have a, a writer's room. So two pieces of information that also came out today via the trades is that James Gunn and Peter Safran are in talks with Andy Muschietti to direct more DC films. <clears throat> like that's how much they everybody loves to see. The, Seemingly loves this Flash movie. That that they want to work with him again. So if if he's hypothetically in talks to come back, and we have a writers' room for the DC universe, can you uh, roll off some of the names, Chris, of the writers' room? Uh, well, just the ones I know off the top of my head are Tom King, who uh, you know we know from his work on Batman and Mister Miracle, and Superman, Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah, Supergirl. Supergirl, sorry. Yes. Um, the brain Drew Goddard. Yeah, who did Daredevil season one. Yeah. Um, he uh, also famously wrote the scrapped Sinister Six screenplay that never got made. But yeah. he was the guy that was behind that. Um, and then we got Christina Hodson, who did the scripts for The Flash, Birds of Prey, and Bumblebee. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so stop right there. So we know they're in talks with Andy Muschietti to return. The writer of The Flash, which features Sasha Kaye's Supergirl, who was cast by Andy Muschietti, who is in talks to continue on. You know what I mean? There's 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 coincidences here that are starting to pile up that lead me to believe that I'm not saying she will. But she could continue on. See, my thing is, it depends on how the flash ends, right? And if she, if she or if she doesn't interact with Henry Cavill's Superman. By all accounts, Henry Cavill's cameo that he did film for the Flash has been scrapped, so she will not be interacting with. Henry Cavill Superman. So, I'm not again, not saying she will. I get, I get the whole PR speak until those movies come out. It's just the, the Aquaman being where it is, and and the Walter and Peacemaker stuff being where they are, positioned within this universe has me questioning. But either way, the Supergirl thing was a surprise, unexpected. Yeah. But I'm intrigued and looking forward to it. Uh, bring the bat, bring me the bad family, bring me the super family. I'm all good for both. So the final project on the list, Chris, is Swamp Thing. Yep. And Swamp Thing will, according to James Gunn, explore the dark origins of Swamp Thing. And this is a movie, not a series. This is a movie, correct. I'm not surprised. Cool, man. James Gunn and horror. Let's do it. Right, and, and, but I'm not surprised because 
you know, Swamp Thing had a series on, I guess it was the DC Universe back in the day when it was still a thing. Right. There's been talk about Justice League Dark for years. J.J. Abrams was going to head up at, at one point, the, the, the Justice League Dark Universe. So, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Uh, and it fits, again, it fits, you know, that and Creature Commandos fits the James Gunn weirdness that we're used to with his projects. And it wouldn't shock me, Chris, if some of the Creature Commandos make their live-action debut in Swamp Thing. Could be, yeah. Now, there was a, one of the trades said that James Gunn is close to securing a director for an unannounced project in phase one, or, or chapter one, excuse me, and this director is notorious for taking his time. You know who I think of when I hear, I read that description? There's only one guy. Well, there's two, but really one. Guillermo del Toro. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you want him on a Superman movie that's no, supposed no, to come no, out in two years. No, no, I'm not Superman. I'm, I'm saying the darker corner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For, for like Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing or the eventual Justice League Dark or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there was also talk of the trades, in the trades that uh, since Constantine 2 is in the writing stage of this, it wasn't mentioned in the slate, but they're currently starting writing the script. That is, according to the trades, being reworked to have Keanu Reeves potentially join the DC, this DC shared universe. So again, if we're potentially bringing in a guy that was last seen in a DC movie in 2005 for this shared universe, I can't disclude the possibility of Sasha Kaye, who is just going to be introduced, sticking around. You know what I mean? Um, but look, that's the that's the the slate. So, what do you think of the Swamp? What's your your thought on Swamp Thing? I mean, as a character, I have enjoyed the character him in and this... the concept of a movie. What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed him in the the stories that I've read. Um, I think a two hour movie probably works pretty well. Like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't one of the people who actually watched the DC Universe series I when it, it came was out. Good, I did. It was pretty good. Okay, um, I've heard it was pretty good. I know there were I know there were production issues. By the way, they had Crystal Reed as. As the girl, the main girl there, Alec Collins' uh, uh, love interest, and you know she used to be in Gotham as as uh, um, Falcone's daughter. And I just have to point out because I haven't done it, I haven't done it all, 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 all podcast, folks. But Crystal Reed on the list, anyway. Carry on. Um, but yeah, no, it was good. I, 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 I enjoyed it. So yeah. And it seems like it it uh, suits Gunn's like sensibilities. Right. I think. Yeah, well, definitely, for sure. He made um, us care about a, uh, you know, a, a humanoid tree with a with a, a sentient swamp being. I'm sure he'll be able to pull at your heartstrings just as well. Yeah, I, I look. I I gotta say, overall thoughts on the overall review of the slate. 
I think it's a great mix of the established characters, the you know the core of DC, and the lesser known, more obscure. I think it's a perfect balance of both, and it's more than I thought we were going to get at this point. And I'm just ready for it. Like I am so excited. Uh, I know that apparently the Waller, the 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 uh, the commandos, the what, creature uh, commandos. Creature, thank you. Creature commandos is in development now. They are currently casting the roles, and so what what's being bandied about in the trades is that the creature commandos and Waller could be uh, 2024 projects. So Ooh. hypothetically, the, the, the 2024 slate for DC would be Joker 2 and then Creature Commandos and Waller on TV. Now, Gunn has said that he and Peter Safran are shooting for basically two films and two uh, series a year. And this, this chapter would take us through 2027. Cool. Um, so if that's the case, we're looking at uh, Batman, we're looking at Superman Legacy, Lanterns, The Authority, and Paradise Lost in 2025. Brave and the Bold, Booster Gold, and Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, in 2026. If if that plan stays intact, so that means, Chris, that we're gonna get, and I never thought this would be the case, within a year of each other, two different Batman movies. Sweet. And you know what I call that, Chris? I call that a little slice of heaven, my friend. Yeah. Me the hell up. Nothing like being a spoiled fan. I'll take it. So that that's the same. What are your what are your thoughts, overall thoughts before we wrap up here on the slate? Oh man, full speed ahead, baby. Let's go. Start turning these things out, man. What are we waiting on? Let's go. It's about it's about you know what? It's about damn time. That's yeah. all. I mean look, look at the smile on my face. The only look, the only thing better with this news. Is if I if I was reading it on my phone, on a dinner date with Margot Robbie and Alexa Bliss simultaneously. That's number one. And the only thing that can make any of this better is if the Leafs win the Stanley Cup this year, which they won't. So I won't count on that. But I digress anyway. Pie in the sky. Since since things are going my way right now, I might as well hope for everything. Um, but I'm excited. You're excited. We're gonna get casting for a lot of this. Like we're gonna get Superman casting soon. You know what's cool, man? Uh, so. My son is going to be 10 years old when that Superman movie comes out. That's going to be like the perfect movie to take kids to. And and right. James Gunn said, um, you know, I, I was reading uh, the actual release on the DC.com site. So they go, they have a little bit more in-depth, um, yeah. like, answers from Saffron and Gunn. And Gunn says he knows that Superman is a firm PG-13 four-quadrant movie. Oh, thank God. It, it relates to everyone. Somebody gets it, Chris. 
four quadrant. Bring them all in. Chris, I don't want to pat myself on the back like Mr. Perfect, but uh, maybe I do. What the hell? But how many times have I said to you in our discussions about DC, the problem was it, the Superman movie, the last iteration wasn't four quadrant. How many times did I say that? Yeah, this this sounds like a movie that it's it's going to be families want to go see it, like with the original Superman movie. And you know what four quadrant movies do if they're done well? They get repeat viewings. And they make money. Indeed. So we're excited. Of course, Chris and I, Donnie and I, Donnie, Chris and I, the whole all three of us. As we hear more about this and the news, the, you know, the castings, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, more announcements, we're going to be covering right here on this channel. I'm I'm so excited to cover this iteration of the DC universe on film and television from the ground up with 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 my team. Good times are rolling, folks. Get excited, get pumped. And if you're not, sorry about that. I, I can't relate. Uh, but Chris, that's yeah. it for now. Um, but if people want to get at you on social media and celebrate the 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 chapter one uh, of of the DC universe, where can they do that on social media? So on Twitter, I'm at Chris N. Harrelson, or you can search for Commodore Schmidlap. Right. I am also on Facebook. Adam will uh, post about this in the uh, Facebook group, and I will be hanging around there as well. Awesome. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's at Adam underscore Leafs fan on Twitter. The podcast network has its own Twitter handle, at MMNPDC. Chris mentioned the Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Click that. I will add you, and we can continue the conversation there. But remember, the DC Universe is forever. From the first chapter James is going to announce today to the last. So long, everybody. <laughs>